What's up, guys? This is Clay Chastain, College and Career Pastor at Rock Springs Church. We're so excited that you're joining with us this week. I hope you find some encouragement, some joy, and a little laughter along the way as we learn from God's Word together. Let's jump into what He has for us today. Don't they do a great job each week? So, uh, hey, it's a count of three. Does anybody know who sung that song? One, two, three. The, the man, right? The man. Michael Jackson sung that song. Did, let, me, let me throw you a little quiz about the song. All right, does anybody know what year that song came out? Well, now, don't pull up your phone. Don't be going, Google, what is it? All right, all right, Siri, what is it? Anybody know when it came out? 2001. Wait a minute, I heard, I thought. 70 something? 70 something? 70 something? Oh, heck no. It ain't that old. It ain't that old. Michael wasn't 80 years old, man. What are you talking about? I, 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 at 84 was close, close. It, it, no, I'll just go ahead and tell you, he was so close. He was in the 80s. He was 87 when this song came out. It came out, I, can, does anybody know the name of the album that it came out on? Bad. Yes, bad. bad. The album Bad is what it came out. Now, here's the thing. Does anybody know who wrote the song? It wasn't Michael? Actually, it wasn't. There was two songs on the album he didn't write, and this was one of them, all right? So it's pretty interesting. It was a, a man and a woman that wrote the song, and Michael took it on, and, and him and Quincy Jones picked it out for the album. So anyway, this, this album um, by Michael, of course, soared through the charts and uh, did incredible things, and our world knows Michael in a wild and crazy way. And one night, um, for those of you that have been here for a while, y'all know that on a night that we were talking about worship, I showed y'all a video of Michael and what really worship really looks like. And his fans, if you looked at his fans, were true worshipers. They, they had the right style. They just had the wrong person. And, and so what we do in life is we worship something, all right? And so... F- Anyway, when he come out with this song, listen to the chorus. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a what? Change. So this whole album here and the meaning of this song was much deeper uh, than the visual of a man looking at himself in a mirror, all right? It was much deeper than that. To make a difference on the outside, what Michael was saying is we must first start on the inside. And I, I think there is a strong spiritual statement to go along with that. So what we're talking about tonight is the man in the mirror. What a powerful song. And uh, if we're going to change the world, it needs to start with us. Look in the mirror. Start with you. All right? That's where it starts. And so tonight, you know... Let's talk about mirrors just a little bit, all right? Three types of mirrors, all right? Now, you probably can pull out a few more, but I'm going to just, there's three basic mirrors I'm going to throw your way, all right? The common one is what? The mirror on the wall, right? The mirror, mirror on the wall, all right? So, um, does anybody here like the movie Shrek at all? Does anybody like it? Lots of crazy stuff in that one. But we know that mirror, mirror on the wall is not actually from this movie. What movie is it actually from? Yes, the 
fairy tale movie, right? Disney movie. Um, the most obvious, all right? Mirror, mirror. What does she always ask? Who's the fairest of them all? Now, here's the thing. The mirror on the wall is, is the most obvious mirror, all right? Because when we wake up in the morning, what do you probably look at first? Yourself, right? You check yourself out or you go get ready. You make sure that everything's good to go. So the mirror on the wall, we're checking out. The, it, it, it tells us a lot about us, right? It tells us exactly who we are at the moment we look at it, all right? And, uh, and a lot of us spend a lot of time in front of the mirror, all right? So um, the mirror on the wall. Second one is a rear view mirror. Does anybody know what a rear view mirror is? All right. If you drive, I hope you know what a rear view mirror is. Because what does the rear view mirror do? It lets you see your surroundings of what's behind you, what you're passing, those kind of things. If you're backing up, you can see in those mirrors. Um, if, I, if I look in the rear view mirror, I can tell if um, emergency vehicles coming up, if I need to get out of the way of somebody that's reckless and crazy or anything, you know, so it lets me know what's in, in behind me. And then a third mirror I'm going to throw your way is, has anybody ever been to like a fun house at a carnival? You ever been in one of those? Y'all ever stood in front of the mirrors that make you look like you're either real short and extremely fat or they make you look extremely tall and really crazy skinny? You know what I'm talking about? So you got what's called, what I'd call like a distorted mirror, all right? It's a trick, all right? It really makes you not look like what you really are, okay? So tonight, what I want us to do is I want us to take a verse out of James. I want us to break it down real quick tonight, okay? If you with me, say, oh, yeah. Let's say a little quick prayer before we hit this scripture. Father, I praise you and thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, tonight I'm praying for you to speak. So Lord, give me the words, guide my thoughts. And um, Lord, may we hear clearly from you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. James 1, 22 to 25 says this. And I love the book of James. He's so practical. He tells us, and it, if you don't understand it and you don't grasp it and get it, then, uh, then, then you really ain't looking hard enough. But it says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it, what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they will do. So tonight, I want us to break this down for just a little bit because there's one clear thing tonight that I want to make sure that you understand. And is God's word is our mirror. God's word is our mirror. We don't need to forget that. Now listen, if we want to understand life the best that we can, if we want to understand our purpose and our path above all things, you need to understand this. God's the mirror. His word is the mirror. All right. So if I'm going to look into my life to make change, I want to be a better person. I'm going to go out in this world and make a difference. If I'm going to make a difference, the, God's word is where I turn. Now, here's the thing. How important is God's word in our life? See, Psalm 119, 105 says this. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Now, here's the thing. Let's look at this. Let's break this scripture down just a little bit. Because in, in James, in, in verse 22, he says this. 
do not merely listen to the word. What does he tell us to do? To be what? Oh, come on, y'all participate. To be what? Doers. To be doers. Now, here's the thing. I think, is listening good? Yes or no? Yes. Listening is good. It's real good. But I believe listeners and not doers of it deceive themselves is what James is telling us. Now, here's the thing. Some of you, it, it, has anybody, how many of y'all in here grew up in church? You actually started when you came out the womb. You know what I mean? So your family had you in church every week. You may have been in all kinds of different services. You've heard so many messages throughout your life. You may have even went to Christian school and had chapel all every week. Went to Wednesday nights. Went to Sunday school. You may have done all those things. Listen, here's the thing. I really believe that we've done so much listening that sometimes it's become hardened in our, our DNA to really listen and do. See, I think we get into a good habit, but that good habit only takes you so far if you don't take it further, okay? Now, here's the thing. You know you only remember about 10% of what you listen to of what you hear so my learning ability is only at about I, I'm only going to remember just a little bit and, and, and for some of you that 10% is going to be the joke that 10% might be the video that 10% might be the something that really grasped you and you got a good giggle off of or something like that but most of the time when we listen to something we really don't retain it and take it it's why it's important that we become more than listeners. And that's what's, what James is trying to tell us tonight. Listen, God's word is our mirror. It's not enough for us to just listen to it. We need to become doers of it. James told us, look, if we're going to go somewhere, we need to become obedient to God. Now, here's the thing. Here's what we have to be careful of. Listen to what he said. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. And so deceive yourselves. I believe we get into such a pattern that what we do is we don't even know we're missing out on something and we're missing out on it. Because we've hardened to that feeling and that thought of doing something to make a difference. So what we do is listen. Let me, let me ask you. Do y'all ever go and really look in the mirror and forget who you are or forget what you look like? Do you ever really do that? Has anybody in here done that before? I mean, that sounds crazy. No, that don't make any sense at all. But what James is telling us is this. When we don't do it, it's just as if I looked in the mirror. And some of us spend a lot of time in the mirror. Some of us spend a lot of time getting ready. Some of us spend a lot of time making sure our hair is right and our makeup's taken care of and, and my face is shaven and everything is just in place before I get out the door. And then he says, if we don't do it, it's like forgetting it. And when we deceive ourselves, what it is, is that we don't even realize the path that we're beginning to become in, in our future if we, if we keep going down that route. Many of you are faking your walk. <laughs> many people fake their walk. And many people want to be right with the Lord. Many people are in church. But if you fake it, you ain't going to make it. 
So ultimately, if you're faking it, it leads to deception. And deceiving yourselves is merely you're in trouble and you don't even know you're in trouble. That's what deception is. The deception is you don't even know that it's coming. You think everything's good. Everything's going in the right direction. But here's the thing, guys. God's word is vital for our walk on this planet. Now, let me ask you this question. If all of us were to be totally, completely honest and say, I haven't spent any time in God's word this week, it'd be interesting to know what the statistics fall. Because, see, here's the thing. If I was to ask all of you, do you believe in the Word of God? I believe the percentages would be real high. But I believe if I was to ask you how many of you use the Word of God, I believe the percentages would be lower. And that's just the facts. That's the way it works in life in a lot of ways. It, it's called the 80-20 the principle. <laughs> See, 80% might believe it, but only 20% really use it. 80% might go to church, but 20% do the work in the church. 80% believe in God, but 20% are actually out there living it. it, it it's just the way that the things break down. But here's the thing. Not only is God's word our mirror, God's mirror shows us what we are by our nature. See, when you look in the mirror, it shows you who you really are. When you look in the mirror, does it ever show you somebody else? It's not like that image that we just saw where something else popped up it it's your reflection right it reflects who you are back to you now here's the interesting thing see a mirror shows us all our imperfections <laughs> maybe that pimple that came up during the night that you went oh god please help me here you know and you you're like you got to do everything possible to take care of it or you know, some kind of flaw that, that comes up on your skin or whatever. And, and so it shows every imperfection. What about that, that long hair that's growing that you didn't even know it was? Or where somebody's got something in your teeth. You ever had that? You ever had something in your teeth and nobody told you about it and you smiled later and you went, Oh my God, it's been there. I wonder how long it's been there. You know what I mean? The best friend on the planet is the one that'll say, that's willing to say, hey man, you got a little something in your teeth. I just want to help you out. You can do it and be, and be un, you know, not trying to embarrass somebody. You can be legit about it and laugh about it, can't you, Benji? You sure can. <laughs> but here's the thing. The mirror shows all our imperfections. But it also shows all the things that are good too. But God's mirror does the same thing for us spiritually. All right? So Proverbs 27, 19 says this. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. So the thing that you're reflecting, listen to me, the thing that you're reflecting is who you really are. Your actions, your words, what you do in life, how you live, all those things come out. So as the water reflects the face or as the mirror reflects the face, your heart tells truly where you are spiritually. I promise you, if I was to hang out with any of you for, for like two or three days straight, I bet you would know truly where I am and I bet I would truly know where you are spiritually. You'll just know. In the way that we live, in the way that we act, in the way that we treat one another. 
But here's what the Bible shows us about our imperfections. It shows us this. We're dead spiritually. We're dead spiritually. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2 says, As, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So let me tell you something. Before Christ, you know who we are? We're dead. <laughs> we're dead. Spiritually, you're dead. But the second thing it tells us is that we're slaves to sin. We're slaves to sin. John 8, 24, Jesus said this. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. So when we look in the mirror, we see truly who we really are, right? Our imperfections. We see our spiritual death. We see our slave to sin. But we also see if we're saved or whether we're lost. Look at Luke 15, 4. It says this. So he told them this parable saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one who's lost? Luke 19, 10 says, For the Son of Man that came, came to seek and save that which was lost. So let me tell you this. Every single one of us in this room fall in this category. Fall in this category. I'm not worthy. I am a mess. Man, I'm a sinner. The Bible says all the sin and come short of the glory of God. So when I truly look into God's word, the first thing that it shows me is it shows me who I really am by my nature, my sin nature, my flesh, my failures. Man, I am not good enough. None of us in this room can earn our way to heaven. None of us can earn our way to God's grace and God's mercy. And when we see clearly who we really are, it will impact and make a difference in this next thing. Because the next thing is the difference maker. It is the one that you need above all things, which is God's mirror shows us what you can be by grace. It shows you what you can be by grace. Now, let me ask y'all, how many of you just get up and don't look in the mirror and you just go, all right? How many of y'all just do that? All right? Now, what do y'all do? Throw a hat on, brush your teeth, and just get out the door? You know what I'm saying? Now, he, now here's the thing. The majority of people care what they look like when they go out, right? Most of the time. I, I um, you know, some of us have um, esteem problems. Some of us worry about what we look like. We know what our flaws are. And we try to fix the best we can with the weaknesses that we have to be the prettiest that we can be while we're out there, right? That is, the, that is what we would regularly think. But here's the thing. God's mirror shows us what you can be. See, so a mirror not only helps us to fix what's, uh, what's wrong with us when we get up in the morning or helps us to fix our hair when we're trying to fix it or helps ladies to fix their makeup when they put it on it also helps us to fix us spiritually. See, God's mirror does so much more. Let's, let's look at James again. He says this, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, will be blessed in what they do. See, here's the thing. He says, look intently into the law that gives freedom. What's the perfect law? What is the perfect law? It's God's word. 
It is God's word. So when we look into the perfect law, when we look into God's word, it gives us freedom. It gives us freedom. Now listen to what we can become through God's word. No longer am I dead. I'm alive in Christ. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Let me tell you something. If you know Jesus, you go from death to life. Not just life, but abundant life. We talked about this a week ago. The thief comes to do what? Still could kill and destroy. But I, Jesus, come that you might have life and have it more what? Abundantly. So here's the thing. No longer am I dead. I am alive. Not also am I a slave to sin, but I am freed from sin. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Go read Romans chapter 6, one of the best chapters you could read about who you are in Christ. But verse 18 says, you've been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. No longer do I have to give in. See, here's the thing. How many times in our life have you been, have you been through the battle of wanting to do right, but you still choose wrong? Paul did too. We read it just a couple of weeks ago out of Romans chapter 7. I don't understand the things I do because the things I don't want to do, I do. And the things that I want to do, I don't do. There's a battle going on. But I want us to understand something tonight. In Jesus Christ, he gives us life. But not only does he give us life, he gives us freedom. The third thing is I am born of God. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So no longer am I lost. I am found. In Jesus Christ I am found. In his grace I am found. In his mercy I am found. Through the blood that was shed for me on the cross. So looking into God's word... Not only do I understand who I am, I understand who God's created me to be. I can be more. I can be better. I can accomplish great things. I am a conqueror through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Not only am I born of God, I have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16, but we have the mind of Christ. I also have the peace of God. Philippians 4, 7, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Jesus Christ, we get so much more. I have the Spirit of God living in me. 1 John 4, 4, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. Jesus, listen, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. God lives inside of me. There is so much more when we look in the mirror. The mirror, man, so much more than what he was looking for. I have that peace. I have his strength. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Let me fly through some. I'm chosen by God who called me out of darkness of sin and into the light. 1 Peter 2.9. I'm born again. 1 Peter 1.23. I'm God's workmanship created in Christ to do good works that he has prepared for me to do. Ephesians 2.10. I'm a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. In Christ I am dead to sin. Romans 6.11. I am a joint heir with Christ. In Romans 6.11. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Romans 8.37. I have everything I need to live a godly life and am equipped to live in his divine nature. 2 Peter 1.3-4. I am an ambassador for Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20. I am a part of his chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a purchased people. 1 Peter 2.9. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I belong to him. 1 Corinthians 6.19. I am the light of the world. Matthew 5.14. I am chosen by God, forgiven and justified through Christ. Romans 8.33 and Colossians 3.12. Ephesians 1 7, I am redeemed, forgiven of all my sins, and made clean through the blood of Christ. Let me tell you something, guys. When we look in the mirror of God's word, we understand who we are. And when we truly understand who we are, we understand what our need is. Our need is Jesus Christ. Our need is the blood of the Lamb. Our need is a Savior. We're not worth it. My best is filthy rags before God. And when we look into the word of God, we truly understand our nature. But we also understand through the grace of God what he's done for us. He is our life. He is my hope. He is my purpose. He is my reason for living. We think everything else is our reason for living. But apart from him, all of that's a failure. I don't care if you make the most money in the world. I don't care if you have all the possessions that you want. I don't care if you have the top job position. Without Jesus Christ, it is a failure. The mirror shows us the answer. It shows us clearly the way. It is the word of God that we need for life. And when we don't live and feast on the word of God, you will live weak and you'll live failing and you'll feel struggling and you'll feel depressed and you'll feel the pressures of this world because God is our way. He is our truth. He is our life. He is the only one. The mirror shows us that path. And here's what James is trying to say. Listen, so many of us go to church. We listen. We listen. You might even listen to something on the radio. You listen. You listen. But the whole point of this deal is am I doing? Am I doing? Am I living? Am I applying? Am I putting into practice? See, here's the thing. You can walk out of here tonight and not change at all. Not change at all. Matter of fact, I believe a lot of us do that many times. We come to church. We hear the word. We walk out of here. Nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. Nothing's different. Or when you hear truth, here's what, here's what God's telling you tonight. He's telling you this. First of all, let me read the scripture in 23 and 24. 
<clears throat> James 1. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. That, that don't happen. But what God's telling us is this. How many times have you gone to church and you walked away the same as you walked in? And God didn't do anything. How many times did you open God's word. May have read a passage. And you walked away. And it didn't change a thing. And you didn't do anything about it. Here's what James is telling us. Here's what God's trying to tell us. Three things to do. First thing is listen to it. But don't just listen to it. Second thing. Learn it. It is so much more. Than listening to God's word. Man we need to learn it. We need to feast on it. We need to know God's word in our heart. What does Psalm 119 say? It says I hide your word in my heart. That I might not sin against you. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light into my path. Get, go Listen. Here's the interesting thing. Does anybody in here know what the longest chapter in the Bible is? Psalm 119. You want to know what Psalm 119 is about? It is all about God's word. All about it. God felt it was important enough, God's word for you, that the longest chapter in the Bible is about his word. It's about his word. How can a young man keep his way pure? Verse 9. By living according to your word. Man, it is full of passages. Full of scripture about not just listening to it, but learning it. It is important to listen. But it's important to take it further. Learn it. And then here's what God wants for us. Live it. <laughs> Live it. Don't just listen. Don't just learn it. So, hey, listen. There's a lot of people who have a whole lot of knowledge about God. But their life don't represent a thing. See, it's not enough just to know it right here. Listen to me. Listen to me clearly. There's a huge difference. And I think Louis Giglio said this statement. It's 18 inches in knowing God and being changed by God. You can know all about him right here. But it's when he changes you right here. That makes all the difference in the world. 18 inches. From your mind to your heart. And how do we get to know him? We get to know him through his word. How do we come to salvation? Through his word. The whole story of Jesus Christ is in his word. The whole story of our salvation is in his word. And when we look into this mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? There's only one. There's only one. His name's Jesus. His name's Jesus. And let me tell you this tonight. Without him, you have no hope. You might not even know this, but let me tell you this. There's one of two places you'll spend eternity. One's heaven, one's hell. And here's the thing. 
some people think, you know what? I'm just going to live however I want to live. And when life ends, it just ends. Well, let me tell you something. Bank everything on that belief system. All right? When life's over, it's over. All right? Let's say that everything that we're reading from God's Word is the truth and it's fact, which I believe it is. The person who chooses not to give their life to God gets to the end and what they find out is this. If it was real, it's cost them everything. It's cost them everything. Because, see, here's the thing. Your life is only a dot on the timeline of eternity that you can barely see with a magnifying glass multiplied times infinity. See, we live forever. You live forever. Everybody in this room lives forever. And here's the thing. The person who says yes to Jesus gets to the end. Let's say it ain't real. They've lost nothing. <laughs> they lost nothing. But let me tell you this. I believe it's true. I believe there's plenty of facts. I believe there's enough history. You may be historical. It is historically documented Jesus Christ. The time itself is divided by Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's BC? Before Christ. And then after. Here's the thing. If I get there and I die and I come to the gates of heaven, I've lost nothing. I've gained it all. So here's the thing. Where do you know Jesus? Is it just a knowledge that you know up here in your head? Is it just something that you've been in church all your life and you just kind of know about? Or has Jesus made a difference and changed your heart? Because if he hasn't, that needs to happen. It can happen tonight. The best thing that could ever happen is it's the story that's in God's word of what Jesus did for you and for me. He died on the cross for your sin and my sin. He paid the ultimate price. He wore the crown of thorns on his head. He took all the lashes and the beating, the spear into the side, hung on a cross, and gave his life, the perfect being, the one who never did anything wrong. All he did was love people. All he did was love people, help people, serve people, give to people, create miracles, healed people, fed people. Man, he pointed them to the truth. And what did they do? They killed him. But here's the thing. He did it for us. He did it for us. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, you can know him. That is where it changes. You can know him right where you're at. And those of us who know him, how much is it changing us? I think it's a pretty good song by Michael Jackson. Let me read that again to you. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. 
And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. And here's the thing, man. The only one who changes us is Jesus and Jesus alone. The only one who gives us life is Jesus and Jesus alone. And the only one that can make this world a better place is when we look in the mirror of God's word and see what we need to change so that we can get better. Let me ask you this. How many of y'all in this room ever made a mistake before? All of us. You had a bad thought. You said a bad thing. You had a bad attitude. You got angry. You did something you shouldn't have done. You uh, treated somebody you know you shouldn't have treated them that way. Let, let me tell you something. We all a mess. Every one of us. But Jesus' grace is big enough. Amen? It's big enough. His love's big enough. Amen? His grace is big enough. Amen? His mercy's big enough. Amen? He can save the wretched sinner. He can save the worst one. And the Bible doesn't point out the worst one. We're all the worst one. <laughs> We're all the worst one. We all need him. Tonight that can change. Thank you guys for joining us this week for the message. We believe that you are here for a purpose and we're excited to be with you on this journey with Christ. If you like this podcast, you can click to subscribe and share it with your friends. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram at rs underscore college or click the link in the bio for our website. Have a great day.